So what are you drinking? Romanus Peters Fontaine. Lewis? Uh, Jules, why does your voice sound so deep this week? Oh, oh, are we going? Yo, shoo, okay. Um, hello. <laughs> hello. <laughs> hello. Hi, guys. <laughs> Terence here. So you will be hearing two uh, deep voices Yo, that week. was very sneaky, Terry. Jules does okay. this to me every single episode <laughs> and everyone who listens to the podcast will know uh no warning i'm feeling very off guard now <laughs> Oof, diving straight into the deep end so this week jules as we as we mentioned on the previous podcast episode mm. uh has adopted a beautiful little baby boy Yo, um and we are recording this a full two days after they got the little guy. Um, so she is knee deep in changing diapers and feeding him and just bonding with him and having a wonderful, lovely time. So on this week's episode, we've got a dear friend of ours uh, on the show, Matt. Uh, introduce yourself, Matt. Say anything you want to say about yourself. <laughs> what know. should our podcast listeners know about Ooh, I you? I don't know what to say. Uh, <laughs> thanks, Terry. Hello, everyone. Um, yeah, I'm a longtime fan, so I'm very excited to be here. I'm very honored that you guys selected to me to be on this podcast. Well, um, I mean, you gave us no choice, really. You um, know, I did push for it for yeah, a couple of years. It's been, so. some would say harassment. <laughs> um, <laughs> others would say stalking us. Yeah, uh, yeah a little bit. But I'm so excited to have you on the show. Uh, Matt, are mm. you a car lover? Would you describe yourself as an enthusiast? Oof. I am an enthusiastic driver. Okay, yes, uh, I can second that. You know, uh, I don't know if I'm a car lover, so to keep listeners' expectations low, <laughs> I know very little about wine. I know probably less about cars. I probably know most about Roscoe, but I feel like that's not going to be too much of a future topic of today's episode. No, no today he's lying at our feet, passed out. Hey, buddy. He might start snoring soon. Yeah. Uh, I gave him dinner because he tends to be a little bit noisy when we're recording. Uh, so he's just having a well of a time. We're at your house and gardens. Yeah. So thank you for welcoming us in, Maddie. Yes. So this week, uh, we let's start with uh, the wine. You and I are Most drinking different wines this week. We are. And you are drinking one of your absolute favorites. I am drinking one of my absolute favorites. Um, and I'm actually glad that we're drinking different wines because I feel like we're probably going to end up going through each of our respective bottles. Does that normally happen on the episode? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well? Okay. We each go into okay. our second bottle. Okay. Yeah, Good. yeah. yeah. So we're drinking on my end the Hermanus Peters Fontaine Blues 2020. Okay. It is described as a, in Afrikaans, how do you say? Uh, a druwe rosé. Which I believe means a dry rosé. That's exactly Which it. is the best kind of rosé for the summertime. So yeah. what I, am I supposed to say what I love about this wine? So you, uh, yeah, well, tell us something a little bit more about the wine. Okay. That might include reading the label at yeah. the back. If you feel like it, Jules yeah, yeah. normally hates it when I do. Yeah. I will read the label. Um, so this is Ons Kelder. Terlier. Oh, it's an Afrikaans? Yeah, so probably, uh, yeah, I don't know. Do you want me to do a quick translation? Yeah. Let's see. So it's a dry rosé. Um, so the 
oh, I'm translating on the fly, so this <laughs> might be a bit of a fuck-up, but let's see. Um, so Alcalde um, celebrates the original name of Hermanus. Mm -hmm. Did you know this? Hermanus Petersfontein. No. Um, which was named in 1855 um, after a Dutch teacher who oh, um, allowed his sheep to uh, feed on the grass around the town's fountain. That seems a bit cuck of him. <laughs> yeah, um, it is a little bit. Obviously, he didn't want to uh, pay for his own feed. So he just, but I, I suppose landscaping in a way as sure, well. Sure, sure. Um, so they're calling it as a, a really unique dry rosé, really driven by fruits mm. um, and a little um, wooden either taste or aroma. Roscoe, okay. what's happening outside? Um, and it's, it's fermented in French um, oak barrels. Yeah. Uh, and they're saying the aging potential is two years, which isn't a lot, but that's... But that's I mean, good. So now we're basically at kind of the mid-period of the aging range. So yes. this is a 2020. We in 2021. Yes. It goes until 2022. So we're on a good track here. Yeah. So, yo, so interestingly, as someone who has not understood what the back of this wine bottle says, I agree with all of that. Um, <laughs> what I like about this is it is a beautiful dry rosé it does have yeah. hints of fruit with which come through i think this is a quintessential summertime wine for cape town a little bit of lecker ice in there oh yeah ready to go more than anything though why i love this wine is because if i'm honest i like to say hermanus peters fontaine <laughs> so, that's the primary driver so question for you yes coming from the u.s by london mm. Uh, did you ever add ice to your wine before you moved to Cape Town? Um, no. Uh, probably I have done, but it would be much frowned upon, I think, in both the UK and the US to okay. add ice to your wine. So it doesn't have a really good connotation around it. Um, but yeah, you would do it sometimes, like a little sneaky ice in your wine in the summer, sure. Oh, yeah. I oh, love yeah. adding a little ice to my red wine in winter as well. Or I, in summer, if I've, I've run out of white wine. I have come to love, this is one of my most favorite things about life in South Africa, is the ability to add wine into your ice, red, white, rosé, summertime, wintertime, with no fear of retribution from the people at tables around you. So, oh, yeah. 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 We're not wine snobs. No. Let's be honest. No. Like, we would drink box wine. Right? I would happily drink box wine. I would wine. happily drink a little spritzer. Maybe next time we bring some water. box wine. Oh, God, no. no. <laughs> Jules would frown on that. Terry, so, what are you drinking? So I am... Who's the host of this show? Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Jules. Someone's <laughs> angling for your job. Uh, so I'm having um, a white wine called First Sighting. It's got a very like medieval kind of feel. It's very the ornate. Label. Yeah. Very ornate. Mm. It's from Strandfeld Vineyards, and it's a 2020 Sauvignon Blanc. So on the label, it says the southernmost winery and vineyards in Africa from Cape Agulhas. Okay. Um, and a little sticker on there for the four and a half star platter rating. Now, I paid, admittedly on sale, 89 Rand. How much is yours, by the way? Uh, this is, I believe you can get Hermanus Peters Fontaine for just about 100 bucks. Yes. Thereabouts, like 106 Seems like good value for a lovely rosé. Yes. Like agreed. it's a good rosé. Yeah, yeah. So this was 89 Rand. It's normally over 100. Um, their label says uh, first sighting pays homage or homage. 
if you will, if you will, um, to the great vision that inspired the Portuguese. I don't have my glasses on. That inspired the Portuguese explorers to discover a sea route to the spice-rich East. It sounds wow. very exciting. That is a very um, inspiring story. I love it. Yeah. In 1488, Bartholomew Dias had the first, or Bartholomeus Dias, if you're Afrikaans, sure. for Afrikaans listeners, who's going to go, that guy's so pretentious, <laughs> um, had the first sighting of the southernmost tip of Africa. Okay. So it says expressive tropical and citrus fruit on the nose, full yet fresh on the palate, with typical notes of buchu and minerality. The minerality I can certainly experience. Okay. Uh, I don't know about the fruit so much, and I would have the foggiest idea what buchu tastes like. Um, no, I don't even know what you're saying. But it's a lovely wine. I think we were meant to get smaller glasses where we were supposed to try each other's wines. We didn't do that, so I think I'm just going to take your word yeah. for this. COVID Look, times, we don't want to share. Yeah. entirely in keeping with how we record podcasts normally, where there's no prep going into yes. it. Yes. Okay, so two great wines as well. Yes. Oh, cool. Oh, cheers, y'all. I like it. Oh, this can be a new tradition. See? Maddie, I'm already preferring you on the podcast. <laughs> Sorry, Jules. Um, so our car this week uh, is one I drove yesterday on the launch. Um, and it's one I'm really, really impressed with for a lot of reasons. It's the Kia Picanto 1.2 X-Line. So Picanto is familiar to um, to petrol heads and local motorists. It's it's Kia's little A segment city hatch, um, really lovely little thing, like quite sophisticated. Uh, it doesn't feel cheap. This one, however, is the crossover inspired one. The mm. word du jour, I think, is the term. People love a crossover these days. People love a yes. crossover, and we're going to get to yours oh, in a I second. Cannot wait. So. Basically, in effect, what Kia's added is like signature crossover elements, okay. like the like enforced bumpers, like cladding, um, you know, just the things that make it look like it could go off road, even though it can't. It's okay. a tiny city car still. Um, it's got a 1.2 liter petrol engine. Yeah. Um, and really like super well equipped, like a new eight inch touchscreen with Apple CarPlay and Android Auto. It's got a reverse camera. It's got leather seats. Wow. You can get a sunroof as an optional extra. Um, like really like very, very well equipped. Um, what do you think, Maddie? Like it's, would you ever like for, you live in Cape Town. Yes. Like the streets are narrow. It's quite congested. Yes. Um, would you ever consider a little city car that like looks a little bit more rugged? Do you know, I think this is really interesting actually, because I think that, that, uh, uh, the target market for crossover vehicles in a town like in a city like Cape Town um, is probably people who are looking for a little bit more of an adventure, urban adventure vehicle. Okay. So some something that is like a little bit of a mid-sized, smaller version of an SUV. I know these aren't SUVs, but a yeah. smaller version of that, big enough for you to pop your bicycle in the back or a surfboard if you're so inclined, <laughs> um, but not so big that you're not easily able to navigate the narrow streets of Cape Town, find parking easily, etc. So I think what's interesting about what you're describing is that they've taken it to the next level and not, over, not only provided kind of that user experience, um, but also made it visually in that format as well. So yeah. like you said, it feels like you can go off-road, so you're having more of that urban adventure experience, even though you can't really go off-road. So yeah. 
admittedly I've not seen this car, but it sounds like they're elevating it to the next level in terms of providing you that yeah. full holistic urban adventure experience. I mean, that's the other surprise I sprung on you. I, I didn't show you a single picture of the car yeah. because I wanted to get your more your impression of the idea of the car. Um, it's it's a fantastic looking thing. I mean, Kias are great looking cars. Yeah. They've got um, like really dynamic styling. Um, this is no exception. So we, oh, it was such a lovely drive yesterday. We we met at the 12 Apostles in Cape Town. Mm. And then we drove through Hout Bay over um, Chapman's Peak uh, to Scarborough, around that side. I then veered off the route uh, without really noticing. So I did a bit of Fishhook, St. James, and then back on the M3 towards uh, 12 Apostles. And then when I got back to the hotel, realized that I didn't stick quite to the route. But I don't care. I know Cape Town. I've lived here a long time. Um, and the whole Very much time, a trailblazer, Terry. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. It's on my CV. Uh, it says it at the top trailblazer uh it's one of my skills <laughs> some would dispute that um but it was just a, it was a lovely drive there was never any time where this car felt out of its depth mm. uh in city driving like uh, that area between like simon's on fishhook all of that's quite congested it yeah. was really comfortable light clutch lovely like light gear change um and then on the m3 which is a proper highway at 110, 120 k's an hour for a city car, like solid on the road, yeah. um, relatively low wind noise, great seats, felt comfortable. I was driving this car thinking I could, I could drive this on a long road trip and yeah. not be too tired at the end. And you can't say that about a lot of city cars. So that's, that's definitely a feather in its cap. The one thing that might potentially hold it back, and this is where I'm going to bring you in. Okay is the price. Ooh. Um, so I'm gonna we're gonna do a little experiment. Okay. So Matt drives a 2014 Ford EcoSport, which for a while Best car on the market. Best car on the market. We always have to say the full name, yeah. 2014 Ford yeah. EcoSport. At one stage it was the 2015, 16, 17 EcoSport. Yeah, because I didn't we know weren't either. quite sure. Yeah, um, but 2014 <laughs> Ford EcoSport, you love it. I love it. It makes a fantastic secondhand buy. Yep. Gives you all the crossover vibes that the Kia does, Hundreds. but with more space inside. Yeah. So we're going to get to that point now. What what would you guess the Law Picanto X line costs? Okay. Remembering it's the flagship in the Picanto range. Okay. So it is the most expensive one. Yeah. Um, and this is brand new. This is brand new. Straight off a lot. Straight off the lot. Yeah. What color is it? Uh, you can get ten different colors. All the same price. All the same price. Okay. Uh, <laughs> this is really going to put my not only my car knowledge skills to the test, but my currency conversion skills to the test as well. Okay. Uh, I'm going to guess new 327,000 rands. Okay, so that's a very specific amount. Yeah. Is um, it correct? No, it's nowhere close. <laughs> um, you out by about 100. Uh, it's it's around the two thirty mark, okay. two forty for the auto. But I was building in lots of extras though. I want no. all the bells and whistles. The car comes standard with absolutely everything except the sunroof, which is an eight thousand rand option. Uh, so you get everything standard. Okay. Which is lovely about Kia because they do that. Yes. A lot of like the Far Eastern brands uh, from Japan and Korea 
they add all of it. It's not it's like really nice. the German ones where you have to pay extra for absolutely everything. Yeah. So it's it's priced roughly the same um, as the Ford Figo Freestyle, which is the little crossover below your EcoSport. Okay. Uh, there's a Suzuki Ignis, which our friends Laurie and Elise were considering. Yes. Um, and then the Renault Sendero Stepway. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's priced like in line with those cars. This one is a little bit smaller. I okay. would I would argue it feels a bit more sophisticated. Okay. But knowing that price, Matt, say yes. two forty, mm. would you? buy this Kia Picanto knowing it's brand new, knowing it's got all the features, or would you buy a slightly bigger crossover like the EcoSport, uh, but a lower trim, so yeah. it might not come with the 8-inch touchscreen and the reverse camera and the leather seats. Yeah. Where do you go, say, with like 20, 30,000 Ks on the clock? Yeah, it's a good question, actually. And actually, the, knowing now the price point of the Kia is making me question what kind of deal I actually got on my... 2014 Ford EcoSport because it's not too far off. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I think it depends on what kind of urban adventure you're looking to have. I mean, I think for me, having a little bit of extra space is important for longer road trips. Um, For being able to, I'm an avid cyclist, so I like to be able to pack my cycle in the back of the car. Um, I don't know in the Picante if it would be possible to... Picante! What did I say? What is it called? Picanto! Picanto! This is just yo. like a picante pepper. <laughs> like a little picante pepper. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> Shame. Sorry, Kia. <laughs> um, in the picanto, I don't know if it would be as possible to pack my bicycle in the back or all the luggage that we need if we're going on a four-person road trip. No, it's too small um, for that. Definitely. So, I mean, I think that's the kind of stuff that's probably a little more important to me mm. in my urban adventure rather than having some of the bells and whistles around the screen, yeah. touch screens and stuff. So yeah. Okay. Okay, so normally by this stage, we rate the car oh. driven. Um, so, I mean, you can rate it just somewhere for shits and giggles okay. if you want. I what, would what's give, the rating system? So, out of 10. Mm-hmm. So, the highest we've gone is a 9.5, okay. which I gave to a BMW a while ago. Yeah. And then there was a very low score, which we won't mention again because it's just pissing off people in the industry. Yes. Um, I would give this a solid eight. Okay. I think it's a it's a lovely looking thing. Yeah. It feels quite special to drive like above its station as a city car. Yeah. Um, and it's got all the toys you want. Yeah. Um, Terry, I think I'm going to give it a 7.2. Um, only because it doesn't have the space that I personally require. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it sounds like a lovely car. Um, so to our question of the week, and we're sticking with the crossover theme, yes, uh, because they are like the flavor of the month and year and the last five years. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to read a question that actually Jules got. So okay. credit to her. It's the only credit she's getting on this episode. <laughs> um, so Yulandi, uh, yeah, just Yulandi, like Madonna, but just Yulandi. I like it. Uh, with a Y. Um, sent us this question. Hi there. I was wondering if I could get your advice. Okay. I love... That's how she's written Lots it. Lots of O's. And two V's and then three E's. Okay. Um, watching your YouTube videos, talking about Jules, um, and I really trust your judgment, Yolandi. I, um, I'm looking to buy a new car, 
but I don't want to pay more than 350,000 Rand. Okay. Um, I'm looking at the compact SUV range, like the Hyundai Venue and Ford EcoSport. Mm. So there it is. Yeah. Um, and was wondering if you have some advice for me and I want to buy an automatic. Oh, so I think maybe Yulandi, let me step in here. And then you can maybe, we'll talk about your ecosport sure. as well, because it's one of um, the ones she really likes mm -hmm. and what your experience has been. Mm. Um, I think uh, you've hit the nail on the head by mentioning those two, the Hyundai Venue and the Ford ecosport. I think they're both great options in that market. They both come with one liter petrols that you can pair with an automatic. They're great three cylinder turbo engines. So that's amazing. Great gearboxes. Um, I would also consider um, something like the VW T-Cross, which is at the upper end of your budget. Um, Kia's launching the Stonic soon, so that's coming. Um, you actually have a lot of options in that market. As always, I would recommend take a Saturday, take two Saturdays in a row, uh, be COVID safe, obviously, but mm. go visit the dealerships and take them all for a drive. Something like the Hyundai Venue is a smaller boot because interestingly, that car, so um, cars in India under four meters long, where the Hyundai Venue comes from, uh, are subject to uh, less duties. Okay. Uh, so... Um, they're all under like four meters. The EcoSport's longer than four meters. So on the Hyundai, that affects the boot space a little bit. Rear legroom's fine. Uh, it's got, again, all the toys you want. It looks pretty cool. EcoSport's been around for a while. As we mentioned, yours is a 2014, but Ford's e um, updated it regularly. It now has um, that EcoBoost engine, which is probably the best little one liter three cylinder engine. Yours, Maddie, is the diesel, which if Yulani was willing to also look secondhand, um, there are a few options. What's, what's your ownership experience been like? I've absolutely loved my EcoSport. And I would say, Yulandi, best of luck to you. Um, I think you've got some big decisions to make. Um, but yeah, I've absolutely loved my Ford EcoSport ownership. You know, And I think if you're willing to consider secondhand, especially, I think the diesel has been a great option for me. Um, mine is manual, um, yep. which I personally prefer. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, obviously not knowing your family situation, Yolandi, I think there is some boot space to take into consideration. The boot's not very big in the EcoSport. Yeah. Perfect for me as a single person with my buddies and my bicycle, but I think I would take into consideration the boot space. Um, also the leg room in the back seat's not particularly big as well. So if you have bigger kids, I would consider that too. Mm. Um, so yeah, like Terry said, I think just go out and test drive some of these things bring your family if you've got it and make sure that it's comfortable for you and everyone else yeah and then Yulandi have a look at 350 is a great budget actually you've got a lot of choice there and that will bring in contention something like the Ford Cougar the Kia Sportage Hyundai um, Tucson Toyota RAV4 um, all bigger cars with a, a much bigger boot spaces, like a lot more rear legroom, uh, better refinement, bigger engines, generally better like technology and infotainment systems. Um, with low mileage, you can look at look at the Mazda CX-5, for example, um, which is a fabulous car, um, and you can get a really decent second-hand one with low mileage, uh, the majority of its service plan remaining at 350. 
Um, buy new if you want, but I would also consider secondhand. Like scour the classifieds. Um, it's a, you've got a really good budget there. I think you can find something really amazing. Yo, that's a and lot of detail, Terry. It's a lot of detail. You really know what you're talking well, about. Well, it's a motoring podcast. Well you know. done, sir. Thank you very much. Yo. Um, it's a skill, even though most people wouldn't recognize it. They're fucking doctors who can do heart transplants. <laughs> screw those guys. Um, no, not screw them. They're amazing. Okay, Maddie. Mm. That brings us to probably what's the most important part of the podcast. Ooh, I love uh, it. What is this? The tip of the week. Ooh, the tip of the week. What's yours? Um, so my tip is about wine rather than cars. Is that okay? okay. Yep. Or does it need to be it about cars? It can be about It can be about anything. anything. So my tip is twofold. One, well, the tip is one, but the purpose is twofold. Stock up while you can on wine because you never know when cereal is going to sneak up on you. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we learned that lesson on December the 28th. Yeah. Stock up while you can. And also, because the wine industry is suffering quite a bit now, it's a good time to stock up. Because even if you end up with 50 bottles in your house, 100 bottles in your house, yeah. you're going to drink it at some point. So stock up now. Help save the wine industry. And don't let cereal sneak up on you. So. <laughs> good tip. Good tip. Mine's along those lines. Tip generously. I mean, tip and tip and tip. Um, but if you go out to a restaurant or you order Uber Eats or um, tip your delivery driver or your waiter, mm. tip them generously. Um, it's a rough time for the restaurant industry. Um, they need all our help. And if you can afford it, obviously, um, just add that extra 10 or 20 or 50 bucks. Um, it just makes all the difference to someone's life. We are, we're all about supporting South Africa and South Africans. On I know it's amazing. Well, I think it's your energy. Jules mm. normally brings a sarcastic vibe. Uh, my tips are always apparently completely terrible, uh, complete stinkers. I think we nailed it on this. These ones though. Yo, these are lovely. Yeah. Okay, so guys, you can follow us on Cars Uncorked which is the online equivalent of our podcast at carsoncorked.com. Cars Uncorked on all the social media uh, platforms except Facebook because Mark Zuckerberg sucks and yeah. Facebook is ass and I hate it. So we're not on there, but we're on Twitter and Instagram and not on TikTok because I can't dance. Uh, so that's not happening. Uh, you can follow me personally at Terence STP on all those platforms. Maddie, do you want to promote yours if people want to follow you on Instagram? I don't actually even know mine, so <laughs> shame. <laughs> um, and then we wish Jules like absolutely all the best Hundreds. with the little yeah. bubba. Yeah. And we'll catch you. Thank you, Maddie. Sorry. Yeah, I no, thank, thank you, you, Terry. This has been such um, an honor. Thank you for coming on. Yeah. I, I think you're fabulous at this. I, Thank you. I, I really think you should uh, start your own podcast. About Please don't about cards because we, <laughs> we can't deal with the rivalry. Uh, we struggle as it is. Uh, we'll keep it about wine and Roscoe. Wine and Roscoe. <laughs> yeah, just two of the three elements. That's amazing. Uh, until the next episode. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Happy driving.